are listening to the Open Heaven Church podcast. We're a pioneer church based in Loughborough in the UK. Our mission is to make disciples to establish heaven on earth. Vision Sunday is here. And, you know, we, I was just reflecting, you know, Open Heaven Together is a, a combination of our different expressions, isn't it? And if you're in one of these expressions, I want you to vocalize your appreciation for being part of that expression. So we have OH1. 18s to 30s expression, connecting students strongly. And students, who's returned? Who's just got here? Brilliant. Welcome back, guys. They are the forerunners of the deluge that is going to come and hit our town as uh, Freshers Week starts and everything kicks off again. So excited. And OH2, Generations Together. And this one is a bit quieter, but maybe we do this on their behalf. OH Online, yeah. reaching far and wide, our newest expression. So today we want to just share some updates and news about expressions, um, particularly around some of the leadership in those expressions. So um, I'm going to go first. And um, just give you an update on team within OH2. And over this last 18 months or so, it has been a real privilege and a delight to have the mighty Rich Wilson join us on team. Now, you may not have seen him join the team in the usual sort of ways, but Rich has been an incredible source of wisdom, encouragement, and faith. And we've really appreciated you on team, Rich. But you are stepping off team and stepping back into some of the bigger call on your life around transforming the nation for Jesus through students. So we want to release you into that, as well as Rich obviously continuing to bring his contribution in SLT. But we'd love to give Rich a massive appreciation now. Thank you, Rich. Brilliant. So yeah, do. If you want to encourage Rich at the end, just come up, prophesy of him, encourage him. He'll receive that. Yeah, there you go. It's great. There's mandates on our lives, aren't there? There's callings on our lives, and Rich is pursuing that calling, and um, I love seeing that in him, so let's keep spurring him on. And it is my delight and pleasure to welcome onto the OH2 team the wonderful, the mighty Rachel Dwight. I'm not sure if this is a baptism picture that we have on screen or if this is just her about to do a prophetic act of jumping over a river or something. But there she is out in the wild. It's just a terrible photo. Sorry, Rach. <laughs> anyway, we are... Oh, hang on. Yeah, keep on that one. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> so, um, Rachel, we, we want to reach out our hands to Rach and pray for her right now, quickly, and just a commissioner into this team, and we're going to do a bit more of that, but let's just, just release the Holy Spirit's anointing on her freshly now. Lord God, we thank you for Rachel. Lord, we ask that you would fill her with your Holy Spirit's power and anointing for this task and for this season. Thank you that there is fresh anointing, God, as we step in in obedience into places of serving others. And Lord, Rachel carries the heart of a woman who serves and calls out the gold in others. And we want to just affirm that and, Lord, release her into greater authority and influence in our community. Lord, we love her and accept her leadership, and we just ask you to fill her now. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Again, if you've got some encouragement for Rach, come up, find her, bring her that, and that would be great. So, 
we have Joe McSharry. We can get a shout. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, you've got a couple of changes to the OH1 leadership team, and uh, you've seen the spoiler already, so you can go to the side if you like. But um, first of all, David Scarborough is going to be stepping back from the team. And uh, over the last nine years, really, of mine and Stacey's leadership of OH1, um, David has just been a constant presence of excellence, of faithfulness. And um, yeah, we've been so grateful for your support and for your contribution, David. And such of our strength of our work with 20s and 30s was pioneered by you and Stacey and all of our excellent guest events that you helped oversee and bring creativity to. So we are so thankful for all that you have brought to OH1. So can we have a massive thank you to David Scarborough, please? Yeah, and we, and we passionately believe that David continues to carry leadership, and um, leadership has never been about a role or a remit. It's about a posture, as we always say, and you will always carry that, and we're grateful. Thank you. And we're also really, really excited to welcome Rebecca J. Tyers <laughs> to the OH1 leadership team. Where is she? I can't see her in here. There you are. So, hold, hey, hold on. <laughs> you already loved Vex. Um, any of you who have had the privilege of knowing Becky know that she does everything excellently. And she is a really rare combination of somebody who can plan anything you want, whenever you want. She can speak to senior managers and people who come in from the door who have never been anywhere near a building before, exactly the same level of honor and integrity. She's full of faith. She has excellent character. And I have absolutely loved working with her over the last uh, year or so. And we're really glad that she's kind of stepping into the role on the OH1 leadership team. So, Becky, welcome to the team. So, we're going to just we're going to pray for Becky, but we also recently appointed Elspeth Goodright as OH1 gathering coordinator. So, she's going to be helping us as a team to plan excellent OH1 gatherings and events as well. So, uh, let's pray for Becky. Is that all right, Bex? You okay with that? So, we're going to stretch out a hand. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. God, we're so grateful for Becky. Thank you so much that you have brought her to this town. Thank you that you brought her to this place, to this church. And uh, we're so grateful for all that you have put in her, God, for the, um, the deep wells of faith, the deep wells of integrity, of somebody who doesn't want to just talk it but walk her faith. And we want to pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would be flowing out of her, that this would be a season now where she operates on a new level of authority, a new level of contribution as a leader in our community. And we bless her in your name, Jesus. And we pray that this would be a time of increased fruitfulness. And we thank you so much for her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. Well, and it's across, across the teams, there are changes. And um, we just want to create a moment to invite, uh, not invite, but introduce two new members of the senior leadership team. So um, we have, um, it's been a real pleasure to see Luke Sadler and Anita Williams step up onto the senior leadership team. Hey, Luke. Uh, it's There's, really good to see you. If we can pause the video for two seconds and I'll intro the video. I know when I'm taking too long. So, without further ado, 
We're going to have a little insight into the life of Luke Sadler, and uh, then we're going to hear from Anita Williams in a moment on stage. So look to the screen and listen up. Hey, Luke. Uh, it's really good to see you. I know you've been a bit poorly this week, you poor thing. So um, we're not able to do a live interview with you um, on Sunday, but this is the next best thing where we can um, hear a bit from you and um, it allows everybody who's going to be praying and commissioning you on Ooh. Sunday just to kind of, I guess, have that bigger, fuller picture of who you are and, and what you carry. So thanks for doing this Zoom call when you're still feeling a bit poorly. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I don't better than giving the bug to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's not COVID, just in case anyone's yeah, wondering, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's been pretty horrible, whatever it is. Okay, so Luke, a few questions then. So number one, a very simple question. Would you tell us a bit more about yourself? Oh, I'd, I'd love to, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Luke Sadler, um, married to the wonderful Rachel Sadler. Uh, we got married in 2019, so the majority of married life has been in COVID, which has been a joy and a challenge, all wrapped up in one. Um, I, I arrived in Loughborough, I studied here, I did geography, I arrived in 2012, so... I've actually been in love for nine years now and I've been a part of which one that whole time, really. Um, and I've, since graduating in 2015, I've been doing, the, I've been heading up the student work. So I've been the student work of Oakenham Church for six years now, which I was wow. tying up just before. And wow. It's like two cycles of like students, which wow, is... Wow, yeah. It's, it's a bit bizarre, that. But um, I, I, I got a massive up for students like that's why I've been doing it for so long um it's, it's great work fun working with students it's very dynamic very fresh yeah um forever changing but that that sort of endless possibility of what God might do with a generation of students at, at Loughborough on the campus just like keeps me keeps me going really it keeps um yeah keeps my heart stirred yeah um, so that's a, a little bit about myself. Originally from Wales, I don't know if I'm before or after Anita, but two Welsh people joining the SLT that can things, <laughs> I believe. So um, yeah, that's that's my homeland. That's a little bit about myself. Okay, so next question then: What has been your journey into leadership? Oh yes, um, yeah. This is a funny one because it's leadership is it's one of those things where it's it's not like a career move you don't sort of just decide right I'll just now become a leader shall I <laughs> um but I think just I've had a sense probably from quite a very young age that there was just something in me I, maybe like the family that I grew up in quite a big family of like six of us um, I always just got encouraged in us to sort of like lead the way. So it meant that it was a family of like six leaders, very noisy. Nobody could ever end a conversation, but that sort of like birthed something in me, I guess. And um, yeah, I was, I mean, I've not even said about my sort of faith journey really, but in that, in that family, that was just an amazing um, 
place to grow up with faith being the central thing is the passion for Jesus. So I grew up in and around that. Um, so from a very young age, I've been following Jesus and always sense a bit of a, a call around leadership and trying to figure out what that looks like. And I think really, um, you know, we, we talk about calling and, and all that. And I think for me, it's always been quite a simple one and quite a broad one of like the sense of God calling me to help build the church. And that can look, you know, like totally different things at different times. So I've just tried to be obedient as much as possible in that really with my time as a student, helping out, serving in different ways. Then since um, since then been leading a student work, that was very much a thing of like, right, God, you, you put, put students on my heart for a time beyond my student years. So let's, let's be obedient to that and see where that goes. And um, um that's it really and, tr- and trying to to grow and be be faithful to that call that God's put on my life um even though at times I'd, I'd rather not <laughs> and I, I think my default has probably been reluctant to it but it's that oh man it's the whole thing of like dying to self isn't it daily and just taking up your cross and being like okay yeah this, if this is what you put on me God I better better at work otherwise I'm just kidding myself and not living my true self which sounds a bit <laughs> bit bit of a TikTok generation thing doesn't it? but um I mean I I'm not alone in seeing particularly over the, the last couple of years a real um increase in the spiritual authority that you carry so every time that you step up you know you you You've done more and more talks uh, addressing the whole of open heaven, uh, bringing more and more weight in how you, you know what you say and how you say it. I think everyone's very aware of the the depth of friendship you have with Jesus. That's one of the things I love about you is you really are a great friend of Jesus, and it just shines out of you. Um, yeah, so I, I think it, it's it's just been a joy to see that that sense of call growing more and more in you and kind of coming out more and more. And then even what you're sort of voicing of being a reluctant leader in so many ways, that's the, the best qualification for leading in, in God's church, you know, because it's not about you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's you're doing it because it's obedience, yeah. you know, and it's giving glory to him. So. That's great. And then last question. Um, so what are your passions and uh, maybe focus as you are now stepping up into the senior leadership team? Um, yeah, I, I like what you alluded to around the friendship with Jesus, Ness, because I'm quite I'm quite a simple guy when you boil it down. Like I, I do just I, I really love Jesus. and I love discipleship and um you can only ever lead out of, out of yourself, can't you? Yeah. What you've got in yourself. So yeah. I guess I'll be bringing that and wanting to, to bring that to the table of oh, friendship with Jesus and um, sort of like following his example of leadership that is just brilliantly balanced, can operate in the extremes so well. <laughs> and um, um 
I, I love joy. I, I believe that God's put joy in my heart to bless others and bless the church. And um, I, I want to sort of bring some joy, bring a bit of fun. Jesus knew how to have fun, didn't he? He and did. He could, he could totally balance, like, being overjoyed, being filled with joy, while still feeling the emotion of hurt and pain. And I think that's very real and it's very human. And I think yeah. as, as the church, as the bride of Christ, that's something that would be good to practice in, wouldn't it? And yeah. um, that's a big, I think, another big one for me that um, is has been stirring away for a while and still sort of, sort of trying to figure it out but, um, around evangelism and mission. And that is definitely sort of what makes me tick. Um, my, my mind usually wanders to, to those outside of, of church community and outside of any sort of faith. And I guess that's the lens how I try and make any sort of decision. Um, and help lead in any way is, is having that a sight on those who don't know Jesus yet and how do we <clears throat> how do we be a church that is so welcoming to, and so accessible and um, it's really easy for people to find and, and know more about Jesus um, so that's that's that really massive heart for students obviously continuing to do student work um, yeah. that's not stopping anytime soon um so that'll be there in the mix but um yeah that, they're biggies i mean discipleship's a big one that, that's what i love about the culture of open heaven that i joined way back when and i've have experienced the goodness of and now live in the goodness of that discipleship culture yeah and sort of never want to drop the ball on that yeah um and it's not like uh you know just a you know, becoming a better self for the sake of being a better self, but it is becoming more Christ-like, isn't it? And all the all the ups and downs and the joys of doing that within community is something that, yeah, I, I want to sort of operate personally, but I want to operate out of as well in, in whatever I'm leading and serving in, really. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's music to my ears, like... <laughs> <laughs> passionate about evangelism about discipleship it's, you know it's what the church is about isn't it it's what the church is for and and having those kind of right at the, you know in some of the core sort of decision making that um and not just listening to the voices of those who are present you know people everyone's got different styles preferences desires but actually able to listen beyond that to the voices of those who are not yet around the table is um, really important. So I love that. I love that. So, so Luke, sadly, you're not going to be able to be with us live uh, on Sunday as we commission you, but I know you'll be tuning in. And so at that point, uh, we'll maybe all turn to the camera and we'll stretch out, we'll stretch out our hands. While Steve, oh, and I'll, I'll receive them. Receive it while Steve oh, well, and the yeah. rest of us um, commission you into the senior leadership team. So it's a good job that the Holy Spirit doesn't, 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 you know, it's not restricted by walls and doors. But Oh, um, gosh, very good, wouldn't it? <laughs> so... Well, thank you so much for um, doing this little interview. I think it's um, it's just great. It's so good to hear more of your heart and God's call on your life. So it's 
brilliant. And uh, we all pray that you will get fully better very, very soon. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we say, Amen. Great. Well, thank you, Luke, uh, for sharing your heart. Now we want to ask Anita up onto the stage in person. Uh, so let's give a round of applause. Just come forward. Yeah, great. Well, Anita, we're going to ask you the same questions. And um, many of you know you and love you. Some don't know you at all. So we'd love to hear a little bit about yourself. Firstly, tell us who you are, where you live, all that kind of stuff. Okay, then we moved to Loughborough um, four years ago from South Wales. So Luke is from North Wales. I'm from South Wales. So we've covered the whole country. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so I was born in Swansea. Um, my parents became Christians when I was about two and a half years old. My father had a dramatic conversion overnight, completely changed. Um, dad was a bit of an entrepreneur, um, had lots and lots of businesses and, and jack of all trades, that sort of thing. Um, but one of the things he really taught me was to stop for the one. And we would never know how many would come to lunch on a Sunday because dad would just fill the car. It was in the days where you could have like five or six kids in the back of the, <laughs> on the bench seat in the back of the car. I'm not that old, but, you know, that gives a little bit of an idea of those things. Um, Mum really, really servant-hearted. And I guess, you know, right from the beginning, I've just loved people. I love people. Um, so university, I um, went and studied social work and um, qualified and practiced as a social worker for a few years. Moved into community development. Uh, just saw the hand of God just moving in different ways. Um, was leading in the workplace, but really had a call to, to be in church. I just Any chance I had to be in church, whether it was doing flower arrangements or cleaning or workshops or anything I could do, I would just be in church. Um, that led me then to being offered a, a job to run an alternative curriculum in church. Our senior minister went to a local school and they said, look, he said, what can we do to help you? Not having a clue what they thought, what he was going to be asked. And they said, we've got 10 girls. We can't do anything with them. They're just about to be excluded from school. Will you do anything? You know, can you do anything for them? So that's how then um, they asked me to come and lead this uh, alternative curriculum. So I did that for about five years then. Just merged into part of the pastoral team, and from there was sent out to pastors and churches and do some stuff. I'm married to Ian, who is incredible. Um, he's the reason we're here. <laughs> well, God's the reason we're here. <laughs> he was offered a job in uh, a Christian rehab program, which really was to fulfill his desire uh, of work and, and ministry. Um, so, yeah, done quite a lot in between, but that's a sort of snapshot. That's really good, really good. I guess, yeah, that, that whole journey into leadership has taken many different kind of facets. But I guess within that as well, what are the passions and what is some of the focus that as you step into SLT that you'll be bringing? Okay. Um, so my journey into leadership, as I've said, was just a desire to, to be used by God really and like I said I'd been leading in the in the workplace but I just felt that there was something more and um not I'm not belittling leading in the workplace I'm not saying that but for me it felt as if um I just wanted to be in the Christian field really and I felt that's where God was positioning me 
And um, so I still did a lot of networking in secular and stuff. Um, with Care for the Family, worked for them for a little while. So my passion is people, my passion is communities, my passion is connecting people. Um, one of the things is I want really, really want people to be empowered, to be set free, to live in the fullness that God has for them. I, I want to introduce people to Jesus. I want them to know that God is real, that we can have relationship with them, that that can impact our lives. We were singing that song earlier. When one of the things I love about Open Heaven is that we truly do want people to dance on injustice. <laughs> And that whatever sphere we're working in, that we're released to be all that God has called us to be. And so my passion is that we um, empower people, we introduce people to Jesus, that we are bringing heaven to earth and that we are seeing people being all that they're called to be. In terms of my role here, um, I think it's about all of those things, about releasing people, people finding healing, people finding freedom. Uh, and that will be part of the stuff that I'll be doing as my role here. And also to, for people to build relationship with Jesus. And that's just a conversation. And so prayer for me is really pivotal. And one of the things that we're, I'm going to be doing is just overseeing that in OH. Um, yeah. That's brilliant. I'm really excited that, you know, those passions in your life have come to a point where, you know, you, you're serving, I mean, you served in so many contexts, but we're really grateful for your need to stepping up into leadership at this time where there is huge need in, in our community and beyond. And that is, is just brilliant to hear coming out of you. So I'm really pleased that Anita's on the OH2 team and the SLT team. And so we're going to be praying for her in just a minute as well. But let's give a round of applause and thank her for sharing this morning. So, we have a special guest with us this morning. We have Steve Clifford here today. Now, many of us know and love Steve, and Steve has journeyed with Open Heaven from the very beginning, when Ness was just a fresh graduate. And, um, or not even a graduate, a student still. There you go. I wasn't there. Um, but yeah, right back in the day, at the genesis of Open Heaven, Steve was involved, and it is such a privilege um, and such a powerful statement of his heart for us that he is connected to us and journeying with us still in this new exciting season. So um, Steve has held many different areas of responsibility, not least a decade of being the Director General of the Evangelical Alliance um, based in London. And um, that season has come to an end for him there. And he's now stepped into more areas of responsibility. And one that is most relevant to us, I guess, is the chair, the new chair of the Pioneer Trustees. Um, so that's really exciting, Steve, to have you involved here locally, but also influencing and impacting Pioneer nationally. So we're really pleased to have Steve with us this morning. And he's going to share some thoughts with us and commission Anita and Luke uh, so just, why don't we give him a big round of applause as he comes up and uh, speaks with us. Wow, it's always, uh, it's always a delight to uh, be with Open Heaven and uh, just get a little flavor of what God is, is doing uh, amongst you. Uh, going back 28 years now, and, uh, but absolutely thrilled to be here um, at the Vision Sunday, uh, and just to kind of capture something of what God's heart is for you um, as a, uh, a, a three expressions, 
Uh, and, but with such a level of influence. I, I was just reflecting um, on the journey that you've been on over uh, the years and where you find yourself today. Um, the, the influence you have in the town, um, uh, the, kind of the respect that there is here, the fact that you're in a building like this. We, I don't think we could have imagined that uh, uh, decades ago. Uh, the fact that the, the level of influence that God has given you across the nation uh, Ness leading the pioneer team, uh, Fusion, uh, with, which is such a reflection, all the work that Rich is doing with the team there, but such a reflection of the student ministry um, that is here. And uh, so many areas of engagement into the, into the community here, this kind of commitment to justice, um, as Anita has talked about. So it's just an absolute thrill um, in fact, when, one of the things I, I when I took on the, the, the job uh, at the Evangelical Alliance, one of the things I said was, um, there's one thing I want to keep doing that I've done pre- previously is to maintain my involvement with you guys. And uh, they said fine uh, to that. It got to the place where they really wanted me, so I could, <laughs> could dictate the terms at that point. Um, but it, it's also great to be able to have opportunity uh, this morning um, to be able to pray um, for uh, Anita and for Luke, I'm kind of assuming you're there, Luke. Uh, just a little. Uh, we, we're just operating on the basis of trust now, so Luke, we're, we're trusting that you, you are there. Um, I thought it was just great hearing from Luke and hearing from Anita, and uh, just picking up something um, of their uh, of their heart and uh, of their passions. And, and I want you to know that um, my I believe in this church. It's a privilege to be involved in it with you. And I believe in the leadership team of this, this church. There's a group of people that God has put together um, that I believe God's called into this role. It's not just by chance that they're there. And why leadership is across the church, and we've heard this morning just expressions of the changing pattern of leadership in the different expressions. Um, but there is, there is something upon the leadership of this church, and particularly the senior leadership team, which I, I look at and I think, these are people of integrity. These are people that God has called into place um, for such a time um, as this. And um, I just wanted to, before we pray for Luke, yeah, back there, and uh, for Anita, um, I, I'd just like to just read a passage of Scripture um, to you. And just maybe just a kind of couple of words of, of reflection um, on it. You know, the, the scriptures so often challenge our culture, don't they? It, it, it forces us to think counterculturally. And the, the little, it's just a verse in the book of Hebrews that I'm going to read, and it challenges some of our culture here in the UK uh, and maybe across the Western world. And the writer to the Hebrews says this in the last chapter of Hebrews, have confidence in your leaders. We could say trust your leaders. Have confidence in your leaders. Trust your leaders. And submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Have confidence in your leaders Trust your, your leaders and submit to them. That isn't something that we hear in our culture so much these days, is it? 
It kind of, but hold on, how does, how does that work? But that, that's, that's what Scripture asks us to do. We find it, we find it throughout um, Scripture. We, 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 the Scripture asks us to respect those that have been put into authority, been given authority, uh, and for us to trust them, to have confidence in them, and in the light of that, also to submit to their leadership, the role that that's God called them to. Now, you might not know um, Luke, you might not know Anita, but you know the team. And there's a sense in which God's asking us to respect, to submit, to have confidence, to trust those that have been put in the leadership role. And that's why this morning it's really important because we're asking a fresh anointing to come on Anita and upon Luke and, and indeed on the whole team, a fresh anointing to leadership because there's a responsibility that they carry because that's the other part of this, isn't it? Did you notice that, that bit in the verse? As those that will have to give an account. And so there's a, there's a soberness in that, Luke, and there's a soberness in that, Anita, because at some point, um, the Lord is going to ask you to give an account for the leadership that you, you get. And further on down, down the chapter, it talks about Jesus as the great shepherd of the sheep. So he's the, he's the big shepherd. He's the great shepherd. He's the, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. He doesn't abdicate his shepherding role, but he does ask under shepherds to operate on his behalf in the context of the church family. And so... Those that are asked to give an account before the Lord are actually shepherding the church, overseeing, caring for the church, giving a, will have to give an account for their leadership in that. Does that make sense? So I, I, what I'd love us to do, and there's a sense in which I'm going to pray, and I think it would be great to have the, kind of the rest of the leadership team out as well, so we're, we're praying for them as well as praying particularly for Anita and for Luke. I have to confess I've never done it like this before. Uh, <laughs> we're moving in new territory, but we, we believe God is big enough uh, to cover the digital anointing. Um, so Anita, why don't you come out? Um, the, if the rest of the leadership team are happy just to, to stand around Anita, um, if you, you're cool with that, that would be, that would be great. And I think it would be great for the rest of the church to stand. If you're watching online, you don't have to stand, but you might want to extend your hands. And let's, let's as a church extend our hands in the direction of Anita, um, in the direction of, of Luke. Okay. Holy Spirit, we are we're asking you for something new, something fresh for Anita and for Luke. Lord, we don't believe in the kind of, as it were, the idle laying on our hands. We don't, um, we, we believe actually that there is a calling to leadership, and there is anointing for leadership. There's, there's something that comes from you, an impartation from you, so that this is not just our own abilities and our own strengths, because our confession is, Lord, we can't do this thing. 
our confession is that we desperately need you to do what only you can do. And so we're asking that, Lord, for Anita right now, Lord, as we, as we lay hands upon her, we pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit for leadership in the context of this community of faith. Lord, come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Come, Lord. We pray for a, 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 a powerful anointing of wisdom. Lord, Lord, those that lack wisdom should ask of you, Scripture says. And so we're asking you that she might be given wisdom from above, Lord. Holy Spirit-inspired wisdom in her leadership role. Lord, we pray, Lord, that she might have ears that hear from you. She might have eyes that see uh, the things that you're doing that you release a fresh measure of faith, Lord, for her, that, Lord, where she prays in a situation, she'll find in a new way there's a, there's a release that takes place. Anoint her in her prayer, we pray. Anoint her to leadership, we ask it, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. We commission you, Anita, to this senior leadership role. In the name of Jesus, receive that commission from above. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, and we pray for, we pray for Luke right now, Lord. Uh, thank you that uh, technology, uh, that you, you are in the room with him right now. Lord, and as we pray, you are present with him, Lord. And therefore, we're asking that you, Holy Spirit, will, uh, will come upon him right now. Luke, reach out your hands even now in the name of Jesus. Stretch out your hands. Be released, we pray, into that leadership role, Lord, that fresh anointing, Lord, something new from today. We are asking you, Lord, come, Lord. We want to say, Luke, we want to say we have confidence in you. We, we, we gladly have confidence in you. We trust you for this role. You might question that at times, but we trust you. We have confidence in you. And therefore, in the name of Jesus, we pray, would you come upon him? In fact, it's not just that we have confidence in you. The Lord wants to say the Lord has confidence in you. He trusts you, Luke. And therefore, in the name of Jesus, we pray, calm upon him a fresh anointing for leadership in the name of Jesus. And we pray for Luke, Lord, that that heart for the lost, for those that don't know you, that those at the moment aren't round the table, we pray, Lord, we pray that Luke might find an anointing in mission and evangelism that he's not known before in fresh measure. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Come, Holy Spirit, upon Luke, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Okay, guys, let's give a big round of applause for Luke, for Anita. Let's welcome. We commission them. We welcome them to it. Brilliant. So we're going to just do a quick bit of uh, looking back and then a, a quick bit of looking forward. Um, so another person who has stepped up, um, we have already announced this, and, but is Nathaniel. Um, so Nat, come up here. We need a mic. Oh, over there. Now, many of you are aware, obviously, of some of the stats, like 12.5 million people have accessed online church since March 20. We know, uh, I did a little survey at the Pioneer Leaders Conference 
And since going online, 76% of Pioneer churches have grown in terms of their connection and their reach. So it's been a massive thing. And so lots of churches have been looking out for who is God raising up and calling to be able to lead an online expression. And for us as Open Heaven, this is our man, Nathaniel Orsop. Hello, everyone. So it's been quite a big thing, obviously, the last 18 months has been Open Heaven Online. So Nat, just, um, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and then some of the things that you're passionate about? Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the mic again. Uh, it's all getting used to these things. Hello, yeah, everyone, my name's Nathaniel. Um, I am a, I was about to say student, I was just regressing then. I'm not a student, I was a student, that's how I came to Loughborough in 2013, studying maths and statistics, but I now have made love from my home. I've been here eight years, I love this town, it's where I want to be um, for the time being. Um, whoever, however long that is for. Um, but yeah, I work here for Open Heaven now as our digital engagement lead, bringing leadership to our online expression of church um, and also our social media stuff. Um, and I also work for Church Suite, which is a Christian tech company. So um, yeah, I love the town. I love playing for my sports teams, Loughborough Carillion um, and Loughborough Churches FC. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me, really. <laughs> we did write out questions and then it's just sort of gone. I've been tapping away on the cameras um, so I'm now here. But um, yeah, our, our, vision, our vision with um, OH Online is the same vision that the church has in, in, when you boil it down. It's making disciples who establish heaven on earth. Um, and actually now earth has a digital population, no, not physical, but digital population of about 4.7 billion people. <clears throat> That's how many people access the internet um, daily, weekly, um, on the regular um, and so we know that that's where we want to go to with the church. Like the church is meant to go where the people are and to minister to them and to serve them. And so we want to be there on the internet as well. And we know there's an appetite for it. As you mentioned, about a quarter of the population of the UK during the first lockdown we had accessed some form of religious service or listened to it, watched it. Um, so yeah, we know there's an appetite for people out there that want to, um, that want to explore spiritually. Um, there is a little video, Tim, um, of stuff that can loop in the background. So to give you a flavor of what it's um, like, if you've not seen it before, um, it's a bit of me and Els and a few other people. Um, but yeah, it also, the vision of it is to make church more accessible. So anyone can join in live from wherever they are, but also in the week catching up. Um, I think something we've missed a little bit are some people who can't make it to church, whether that be because of the current COVID situation with people who are vulnerable, but also people who are housebound. This makes it accessible for people to be able to engage with church and community through that as well. It's a digital doorstep for people. If they're looking for church, this might be the first thing they come along to. They might check out OH Online and our services for the next couple of weeks before then actually coming along to an in-person gathering. So it could be a doorstep moment for that. And also finally, it's just a really great opportunity for some people to explore leadership, explore worship leading. Um, we've got um, people speaking who haven't done so before. So yeah, it's a great opportunity for people to try out their um, ministerial, their pastoral gifts, whatever it all is through Online. And just give us a few kind of headlines in terms of numbers, who's accessing us? Yeah, yeah. so so, so far, um, since we started about the last week of July was when OH Online became its own kind of distinct expression. We've averaged about 32 people each week coming along online, and that's about the same numbers today as well. Um, but by, what's interesting to note is also that 
that goes on throughout the week. People catch up whenever they can do, whenever they like to. Um, so by the end of the first week, about 160 people have viewed um, OH Online across Facebook, YouTube, and Church Online. So yeah, there's a good number of people um, getting involved with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's great. So that's always been a huge development in Open Heaven is OH Online. And so, um, yeah, so Nathaniel is now working two days a week as our digital engagement lead. Thanks, Nat. One last thing. Go on. Yeah, we wanted to flag this to people. Uh, this has been a bit of a flavour of what OH Online is about and what it's been doing. Um, but on the 30th of September at 7pm, we're going to have a Zoom call to have a bit of a vision evening for 30, 45, an hour minute. I haven't quite planned how long it'll be. But to give people more of a flavour and to allow people to get involved, because this isn't something that is just one man. I, I can't do this on my own. Me and Josh can't do this on our own. We're putting loads of effort into this. But this is a whole church thing that we want to reach out to people through this um, this opportunity we have and there's so many people here already getting involved and we'd love to invite more people into that so yeah if you want to hear more about OH online maybe getting involved in it in some way um 30th of september 7 p.m on zoom i'll share the details in facebook groups and so forth close to the time wonderful thank you brilliant so that's nat and now we've got a little video don't know whether Nathaniel needs to run up to the sound desk. We've got a little video around our community engagement. Last year, AD was our community engagement intern. And our internship was very different last year for obvious reasons. But there was still quite a lot of activity that ended up happening. That's right. One of the first things I did was a lot of research on all the different organisations that we refer to that are operating within the county and was able to update some central information for the Channel Food Poverty Group on their website. Yeah, and the Food Poverty Group is a, a big initiative that we've been involved in for several years now. I'm the chair of the Channel Food Poverty Group, a multi-agency group working around food poverty. And it was obviously a huge change. Uh, there was a centralised effort in Loughborough to give food out to hundreds of households a week. And um, we've also helped set up a new social supermarket called Your Store, and I've been on the strategic group for that. And been in press releases and ended up doing training for local councillors on food poverty. That's a lot of stuff that the church won't have seen, but it's been quite a lot of activity happening there. So we raised 2,000 pounds as the churches in Loughborough for the food poverty group in February. That was a, a really good bit of work, just demonstrating our commitment to the, to the cause. And also we helped two local churches work together to start a new food initiative in Loughborough in partnership with the food poverty group as well. Another thing that we were able to do last year was to run a couple of CAP courses. It seems really strange not having Laura sat with us. Yeah. She was a driving force behind so much that took place but Laura was uh, there to get me trained up and then help me help to get these courses run. You mentioned Laura, who has been instrumental in Safe Haven as well. Um, she set up a, a, a Safe Haven blog over the last year that has been full of food information and craft information as well. And another thing that you worked on with Laura was the community cook-along. That's right, online food ideas, preparation, um, up to six families involved and just giving them the confidence to try things that they might not otherwise have tried. And also another thing you worked on with Laura and many others in Open Heaven was Love Christmas. So tell us about the Christmas boxes. That's right, there were two slightly different ones. We provide boxes for Safe Haven families. And the other one was Operation Christmas Child where parcels were sent overseas for young children. So all in all, there was quite a lot happening last year. What have we got planned for this year? Yeah, quite a few things to talk about and a few things that we had to stop and we're hoping to start again and a few new things as well. So the first one probably being Safe Haven, which we've really missed over the last year or so. Uh, we're looking to run some more workshops starting in October, getting referrals from local partners to help families again as we have done before. 
And how many new people do you think we might get for that? Yeah, I think we're aiming to get 30 new families across the year, which would be amazing. And we'd get us back to where we were before 2019. And then we're also going to run a CAP course starting at the end of this month. Yeah. Um, open to anybody, not just church, but can be referred from anywhere. Yeah, and we're offering that to people around the community and also looking at other areas that CAP Christian Against Poverty do along their work with people who need help getting uh, work or um, other money issues or lifestyle stuff. And we're looking to do another community cook-along? Yeah, we're hoping to run several workshops actually on community cook-alongs. So we're going to work again with your store members, trying to help their members to get upskilled with their food and cooking. And again, hoping to be another resource for our families that we work with at Messy Church and Safe Haven as well. Um, just using this amazing facility behind us to serve the local community more. Another thing we'll be looking at is another Love Christmas campaign both providing food hampers and presents for um, families in the area, but also looking to support the work that's provided by Falcon Support Services with the homeless community in, in the town. That's right, we're looking to increase our, the number of families that we help with that in all of these areas really, hoping to get lots of new people through our cook-along courses, our CAP workshops, our safe haven, and love Christmas. Just really wanting to have as much impact as we can at this time. We're not sure if Loft Prefair is going to happen this year, but if we if it is, we'll be ready again to serve as Loft Child Officers. That's uh, 88 hours of voluntary time that we've committed over the previous year, so that'd be amazing. We've also reached out to some other local organisations to do lots of work locally, like Leicestershire Police doing property marking here for the Student Triangle. And who knows what's going to happen with Rosebury? That could be another place full of potential for our community work. We've also signed up with Welcome Churches to offer support to Afghan refugees. Yeah, that's right. So Welcome Churches is an initiative that's been around for quite a few years. We actually connected with them a long time ago when they had a, a big training workshop and they were connecting with the Syrian families that were coming over. And we've reconnected with them again to try and offer our help and support to any Afghan refugees who are coming to our area. So we will keep you posted on that. Um, but it's needless to say, we, we know that it's been a tough year and it's been a lot of things that we would love to have done that we haven't been able to. We're really hoping to get those things back off the ground again. We would love for you to be involved. We really want to see as many of the church involved in this as possible, reaching and serving the local community, working with other organisations and, and experts to have a local impact. So thank you so much for your support, for your patience and for your excitement for the year ahead. And thank you so much to Aidy and Laura for all their hard work as well. See you soon. And then the last video we've got is about our youth work. So that's been a massive highlight <laughs> over the last year. And so um, here we go. Here's a short video about what God has been doing with our youth. I love youth work. I, I love doing youth work. I love Jesus. I love young people. Put that together, youth work. <laughs> no, you just feel so drawn to something. And you just know that like, oh, God's calling me to this. Anyone who knows me knows I just, I love them. Makes a lot of sense, um, And I just, I, I don't know what it is about that age group, but I feel like it's just such an important time in like any any person's like just life journey. Um, obviously the past year and a half has been quite hard, um, but I think our youth group has just got stronger and stronger. Like their relationships with each other and their relationships with God has both got like stronger at the same time. What's been happening this year with the youth? So when I came in, to lead it last August, we were just coming out of like first lockdown. So you were allowed to meet outside in groups where you weren't allowed to do anything in, in the building. So I remember when, when I first started, we were doing like youth in the park. Then October, they were, um, the government was like, oh, you can go back into the buildings. We're like, oh, cool, nice. We can do youth work again, as you normally did. That was, it was good, but it was weird because obviously like last time we were in there, it was mask free, it was, you can 
play any games you want. You, you can play Ninja, for example. But when you got touch, you can't play Ninja, you can't play Signs. <laughs> so all the, the, all the games. All the games. Right. So it always had to be splat just from <laughs> a few meters away because it had to touch. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was, it was really good fun. Then we also started something called so, um, Sober Sessions, which I like to call like James called and meets Jesus. Now, that's not saying he doesn't know Jesus. He might do, I don't know. His parents but, are Christian. Oh, there we go, amazing. But it's kind of like a <laughs> youth talk show, live stream, fun bonanza event thing. Yeah, yeah that, that was like youth like from and August sounded, last year. It sounded so good. It was really good fun. I was sort of like wanting to be a youth, so I just want to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get involved. <laughs> So that's youth work, August 2020, until like this summer. Well, until like. Wow. Until. Until. The big event. The big event. Anchor. Honestly, Luke, I'm just speechless. It, I was blown away. Honestly, it was probably one of the best things I've ever been to. Like, and that's not because Full I. Stop. That's not because I planned it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just because it, it was just. Oh, it was just so good like in every way from the crazy fun times of the slip and slide to the really deep intimate Jesus times of like worship and the seminars it was just ah oh, it was just so good it really felt like a just like a, a big family with Jesus bang in the middle mm. I actually smacked my head on the slip and slide which was quite painful <laughs> I, I don't think there's a video of my head to go boom and I was I was pretty cocked for like half an hour but I was okay <laughs> We, we did a um, fire tunnel. Uh, you obviously know what a fire tunnel is, people. Yeah, where you just you start to like pray for people and commission oh, yeah. people and stuff. And boy, B, is it, it was fire. Is it? it was fire. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you say too much more than that, really. Like it was, <laughs> it was fire. But I think change are like broken over the weekend, and like prayers that were being prayed in here in Loughborough for the past year over like some some of the kids there. It's clear that like we saw some really big moments of like change being broken, which is like oh so good to see. And I, I mean, I, I I can say about me, I was crying the whole time, <laughs> but not out of like emotion, like oh this is so nice, but out of like a world that like Holy Spirit's at work right now. Yeah, and, like a gratitude. Yeah, and you just you just feel it, and it's just like when you see it so clearly, you just can't help but respond in some way. It's just so clear to you that like, God's done so much. But I get this, I've been getting this real sense of like, there's so much more. Like, Anchor was great the past year and a half. It wasn't easy, but it was, it worked out well. But I just keep hearing like, there, um, there is more, there is more, there is more. I don't know what that more looks like, yeah. but I just know there's so much more. If I'm saying like, Anchor was one of the best things that ever happened for me, and I think for them, imagine what next is gonna look like. Um, um, so yeah, just do, do be praying for the youth, for the team, um, just for all of us as, as youth family, because I think there's so much more that God wants to do in all of our lives mm. as a group, um, which we can all be praying into. Now we are seriously running out of time, but all the parents um, club together and there's... Um, there is a present for Rich and Michael, and then we've got some chocolates for Emma and for Charlotte and for Nathan and for Danny and for Brandon and for Hope. So at the end, come up to me and uh, we'll do all of that. So we've actually got so much vision, we really are running out of time. We're going to have to take some of the things we wanted to say today into next week because our children's team is <laughs> just come down with a message.
Uh, we, the children do need to actually come down quite soon. Um, but I guess just the main things to say is that, um, you know, we are going to be looking to regroup and rebuild. Um, our series on Nehemiah had lots of prophetic teaching in this next season. It's actually now outworking the teaching. One of the key things in that is um, Rosebury, the three buildings uh, over to this side of the building. We had an interview on Wednesday. There were four of us, myself as team leader, Nick Davis as chair of our Open Heaven trustees, Jimmy as chief exec of BACA, and Joe as our community engagement leader. And we all, I think, gave um, a really strong component of the overall proposal. And we are hoping that we will hear this week. So that's a massive kind of uh, step forward. And, um, you know, that will obviously have a bearing in terms of uh, what we're going for and uh, just able to really scale up. So we're going to talk a bit more about that next week. So next week is, is Giving Sunday.